¿Qué onda, primos y primas? And welcome to my primos podcast. My name is Freddy. And tonight, it's just my all my lonesome. I don't have el chicume. I don't have el primo. But I do have a special guest, which I'll get to here in a second. But I want to first remind you guys that this is a weekly podcast, sometimes, bi-weekly. But as we get closer to the end of the year, we'll be shutting down the show for a small break to just kind of regroup and, you know, relaunch the show next year, hopefully with some new updates for you guys. But remember, you can just follow us online at My Primos Podcast on all social media. The show's still there for you to go back and listen to them. We got plenty of we have two seasons for you to listen to. And I think Primo Edding said he was trying to work on some special in-between best of uh, debunking episodes that he has planned. So hopefully that'll be something you guys can enjoy. But guys, you know, I want to introduce my guest today. It's going to be uh, the first of many, I feel. You know, if we've hit it off pretty quick. Uh, he is starting his own podcast as well here shortly. He is a man of many traits, which I'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into. I'm really excited for mm-hmm. that. Uh, with me tonight, I have Mr. David Fornelli. He is from the new show launching, Anthro for the Homies podcast. David, say hi to the audience. Introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? What's up, homies? How you guys doing? Um, thank you for having me on, first and foremost, Freddie. I really appreciate it. Uh, my name is David J. Fernelli, and uh, I'll be the host of a new podcast called Antho for the Homies. And uh, currently, I'm an archaeologist, so uh, I'm trained in anthropology. And, uh, you know, we've just had a lot of really dope conversations, and my wife's like, hey, you should start a podcast. <laughs> I was like, right. hmm, that kind of sounds like a good idea. I'm down to start a podcast, so I'm super excited to be here with you, brother. Uh, I appreciate you sharing all your knowledge and everything with me, so I'm super excited, man. Well, I'm glad you're here, dude. Trust me. It's always about Latino representation. We'll touch on that, man. You know, you're about it, too. And if I can help somebody else get started and not make the same fumbles that I did, trust me, this is not the first podcast I've done, not the second one, the third one. This is like the fourth, fifth one that I've I've tried to get up and moving. But, uh, yeah, trust me, man. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, we had your wife, for those that are listeners, Miss Amanda Fornelli was on the last episode about Latino representation and engineering. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the gentleman right there, Mr. Fornelli. I was uh, married to Miss Amanda. And well, let's just jump into it, man. Like you mentioned it, you're, you're having a podcast, which will tie into your. So you said you're you're an archaeologist. Correct. 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 Let, let's start there. OK. When I hear archaeologist, <laughs> my head just goes into Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Indiana yeah, yeah. Jones. Of course. Of course. And just dinosaur bones a dude with a handkerchief around his neck and a weird <laughs> like angled hat you know like <laughs> like the, that's what i that's what i think for sure but what is okay well, straight up like if someone told you hey man you're an archaeologist what do you do mm-hmm. uh pretty much i dig up the material remains of the past and that's through excavation right uh it doesn't sound super exciting at first but uh, i'm sure you know people have seen images of pyramids and things like that so archaeologists are most often associated with those types of things uh digging of the pyramids uh the mayan pyramids the egyptian pyramids right digging in rome things like that so people um that's often what they think of when they think of archaeology now i said i was educated in anthropology So archaeology is a a small subset of a larger field known as anthropology. And anthropology in large is a study of human beings. So archaeology is the material remains of those pasts from human beings. So pretty much, long story short, I dig up old stuff. (laughs) Uh, And I like to dig up old stuff. It's it's pretty fun um, being out there. Um, you know, uh, I've worked, uh, I currently work full time as archaeologist. And so there's, there's two sort of main tracks you could take, right? If you're into, if someone's into archaeology, you could go the academic route, which is wonderful, right? I did the academic route. I have a master's degree in anthropology with the emphasis in archaeology. And uh, the academic route is super cool. Those are the people that are doing the cutting edge research, right? Those are the folks that are digging out the pyramids for sure. Those are the folks that are pulling up skeletons out of the desert and whatnot out of Mongolia and Egypt and all, all so these places. So they're cool like places. boots on the ground. They're the ones digging shit up. For sure, 100%. And um, you can't just go and dig stuff up, right? You need permits and you need to get funding. And it's uh, 
It's pretty cool, man. There's so much that that goes into a dig, quote unquote, or excavation, quote unquote. So I did that in my schooling. And the other route is uh, in the professional field. So I pretty much work on on or with construction sites. Um, Yeah, well, you got to think construction, you excavate, right? You're removing dirt. And so um, my field sort of falls under environmental laws. And because of these environmental laws, they require me to be on site, an archaeologist, just in case, you know, they're digging for a new building and they come across bones, which happens, you know, quite often. Uh, I've come across some pretty cool stuff um, in both sectors, in both the academic sector and the construction sector. So my head, because I'm an old man, goes to The Simpsons where (laughs) they wanted to build a mall. Um, And Lisa said, you can't do this. You need an environmental study. Mm-hmm. because there, there could be bones here. You know, there could be, a, this could be a Native American burial ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. in a way, I don't want to diminish what you do, but that's an oh, example no, no. of what it is. Most definitely, most definitely. My job is to protect cultural resources. Um, okay. You know, if, if we find them, that that's my job. And so you can imagine, brother, like, all right, I'm an archaeologist, right? A okay. single individual on a construction handkerchief site. around your work. neck. Do you have? Of course. Do you have mandatory. a handkerchief? Yes. With yes. a hat, mandatory. Dude, a little, okay. little backpack. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Mandatory, brother. So I'm on a construction site, right? And I've had some big contracts, bro, like Metro and Southern California Edison, and like these these big big contracts. And there's a lot of money involved, and yeah. they come across a, a piece of brick or a shell or a bone and i have to tell these dudes like hold up i need to investigate so hold on hold can, on you have to hold on so if they come across a brick mm, you have to literally a, i mean i mean i'm just i know we're using hyperbole but if sure. they come across a brick that doesn't look like a atypical brick that's when they got to mm-hmm. get you involved Yep, and I got to jump in there, brother. Like, I'm trained, you know, with these engineers, uh, with the, uh, I'm sorry, operators and things like that. Like, I go through my OSHA safety training with these dudes because I'm on these construction sites. And, um, yeah, I got to ask them to stop. <laughs> so. Do you, hold on. I see it. Do you walk in there? Do you fling your head off your head, take off your aviators, and jump down there and go, stop? Do you put it in front of the bulldozer? Like, can't go any further. Like, what? yeah, I kind of, dog. Like, I mean, <laughs> You know, with the operators, like, I'm always in uh, eye contact with these dudes. Like, you have to be. You know what I'm saying? All respect to operators. There's amazing ones out there. Uh, But sometimes people have mistakes. So I'm always, which I've been around some scary mistakes with some of these dudes. So I'm always in eye contact with them. So I just signal to them, like, you know, wave my hands, do what I got to do. And these dudes just shake their head, you know. And they're like, oh, you dork, bro. Like, why are you trying to play in this dirt? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, that's my job, dude. Like I believe in this like whole wholeheartedly. Like if, if I can have a small piece in preserving culture, especially culture in my area, especially native American culture, right? Like individuals who land, it was originally, uh, theirs. Like I, I'm, I would love to have a part in that. And I do have a part of that. And that's why I take it so serious, man. And that's, what's cool about me stopping these dudes because I get it. They see money and they see this and they see that I see somebody's ancestor. I, you know, I see, Oh man, like the way people feel about stuff in the ground is, is how we feel about our own loved ones. You know what I'm saying? How much I love my grandma and my parents who were living. There's a lot of individuals who feel like that about people who are not living. So if I could have a hand in protecting that for those individuals, I love it. Dude, that's love it. that's pretty noble of you, and I don't think anybody can. It's like there's a there's a connection. Do you did you what? So let me kind of back up a little bit because that <laughs> statement lot, is it's you know it's a lot, dude. Hey, and more props to you to find something that you're so passionate about. And which leads into, of course, why you want to talk about, you know, you want to, with the homies. You want to kind of break this down for the primos mm-hmm. out here, for the homies out here to understand what mm-hmm. this is and why they should care, right? That's kind of what I exactly. what I kind of listen to you when you, when you say that. But let's let's kind of take it back a little bit, man. I mean, this is what you do now. It sounds dope. Honestly, I want to fucking write a movie about it. Uh, <laughs> th- you're taking you, on man. fucking Tesla, opening up a new a new location, and you're like, uh-uh, stop that Hyperloop. Can't do that shit. Yeah, hey, my friends work on the Tesla project. Oh, there you go. See, see, I know it, man. I know it. I know it. But let me ask. So let's start way back, man. So David J. Fornelli. Fornelli. Fornelli's not a Latino name, is it? I mean, what's your ancestry? 
Nope, nope. So uh, my dad's dad is Italian. He's from Sicily. Um, so that's nice. where I get the Fernelli from. Uh, but I identify as Mexican. My mom was born in Mexico. My dad's uh, grandma was born in Mexico. So uh, we got stuck with, with uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the last name, which is cool. Like, I honor it. You know, I get it's yeah, a cool yeah, conversation yeah. starter. People people ask me about it. Um, interesting factoid. I did my DNA and it turns out I got like 7%. Uh, Italian ancestry and I have 8% North African Western Asian so like I'm not even that much Italian <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit man you know the, the side that likes pasta that's the, that's the side. Yeah, and pizza homie. And pi- that's true that pizza <laughs> for sure cool man but let me uh, where'd you grow up I mean kind of tell me about little David running around I mean where'd you grow up were you from originally from California I mean where'd you grow up yeah, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles, California, originally. Uh, I moved back and forth between Alhambra and El Sereno. Um, Alhambra is like the nice area. El Sereno is kind of like the hood, yeah. uh, which is kind of funny now that I think about my parents, how they moved, because we used to live in a nice area, and then we moved to the hood. Uh, but it was dope. Like, I, I love it. I love El Sereno. Um, so, yeah, I grew up, um, and it's funny because, you know, anthropology and archaeology are, like, very uh, academic disciplines, and I did yeah. not grow up um, academically inclined at all, man. I was kind of a little troublemaker. Uh-oh. Uh, I was a kid who uh, their their desk was by the teacher's desk because he, they just needed Fucking to keep up. an eye on me. Yeah, and, you know, my like, uh, I have report cards saved, bro, like, my dad asking the teacher, like, please give DJ more detention. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, please, like, please, 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 please discipline my son. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I mean, I'm like, I'm not, not like a, a bad dude. I was just, you know, bored. Honestly, to to be quite honest, I went I to Catholic you. school. Like many Latinos, you know, we go to Catholic school, right? From from the jump. Um, so when I got into high school. Um, I remember my freshman year of high school. I had the third most detentions. Um, Did you get a certificate? <laughs> like <laughs> I got many little certificates, bro, but they weren't good ones. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, but I played sports in high school, um, and uh, I did what I had to do. So what um, was the plan I, in high school? So you get to high school. Let's just say mm-hmm. we all know ninth grade. We're like, oh shit, it's high school. Tenth grade, we're like, whatever the fuck, we're just here hanging out. Eleventh <laughs> yeah, yeah. grade, hey, start thinking about the future. Like, what was mm-hmm. the plan? Like for you and middle uh, 11, 12th grade graduation, like, oh shit, like this is what I want to do. Yeah, I actually wanted to be a graphic designer. Oh. Uh, I was super into like uh, media graphics and whatnot. Um, so I went to like a local community college because I figured, you know, I'm going to save money, go to community college, do my two years and then transfer. Um, but that's not really what happened. <laughs> Right. I ended up I ended up being at community college for for a long, long time. Um, but it was a blessing because um, you know, okay, I originally wanted to be a graphic designer. Uh, that didn't work out so much. So I was like, okay, cool. I want to be a firefighter because um, at the time I was lifeguarding. So I seemed like a natural progression. Like, uh, okay, I'll go from a lifeguard to a firefighter. I like the medical field and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So so I was actually doing that. Um. And I got injured. I suffered a, uh, I slipped and fell snowboarding um, in Big Bear with my homie for his birthday. And uh, I ended up slipping a disc and having some fractures in my vertebrae. And so I was talking to the fire chief and I had done, I had completed like 30 something units in fire technology, um, A's and everything. And the fire chiefs, it was, we had a great relationship. And uh, he told me straight out, he goes, hey man, with this injury, you're done. And I was like, what? You know, and he's like, you're done. So I got pretty depressed, to be honest with you, because um, I was looking so looking forward to being a firefighter, right? And uh, you know, did did a lot of uh, did a lot of dumb stuff, you know, partied a lot. Um, I mean, let's, I f- let me let me stop you there, bro. I mean, be Is real, that, right? I mean, that's a fucking huge blow, right? I mean, like it was. Yeah, I mean, was. That, that's no, a no. huge blow to be told everything you just did, you worked hard for, yep, gone. Yep. Like, what yeah, was yeah, that yeah, feeling, yeah. dude? I was, I was, de- bro, I was depressed. Like it, it was a, it was a small depression at the same time, to be honest, uh, me and the uh, ex-girlfriend had broken up, which was the best thing for me at the time. But it was just a lot of things, um, that seemed to be kind of going wrong. Right. Like you're saying, I had this idea of what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden you just get sidelined, bro. Like, boom, Damn. life happens. Um, so it was really rough. It was really rough, which kind of explains a lot of the partying, um, that yeah. I did and having you, fun. You mask shit with drinking, partying, just, you know what? Let me get to the next party. Let me just figure shit out later. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I was around 23 at the time. Oh, the you know perfect I mean? time. <laughs> yeah, no one likes you when you're 23. Yeah. <laughs> um, so eventually, you know, but I still like school, right? Like, even though I was partying and things like that, like, I still really, really like school. I like the the intellectual. I like sharing ideas and whatnot, hearing different ideas, learning things. Um, so one of the re- re- uh, required classes, I guess, uh, was an anthropology class. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. I have no idea what anthropology is, but it sounds cool. And um, as soon as I sat down on the class, the, the professor, um, Dr. Mill, and I still remember this guy, aw- aw- awesome dude, he put up a slide and it had like a homo erectus skull. It had like a, a member of the, the San tribe and then it had something else. And then he was like, uh, does anyone know what these pictures are? And I was like, oh, I do, I do, that's homo erectus. And then he's like, oh, good. And he asked, oh, what about this picture? And like the class stayed quiet. And I was like, oh, that's the San tribe, you know? And like I knew all these pictures and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting in the class and like it just, I was so engaged, dude. Like if you could see my face while I was learning, I probably had super big eyes. Like my mouth was probably super dropped, right? Just because I loved everything that I was learning. And uh, it didn't feel like, uh, didn't feel like school at all. It just felt like I was sitting down on my couch and I was watching the National Geographic channel and I was learning something super dope. So that's how I found anthropology, man. And I just decided to pursue it. You know, like growing up as a kid, you always see that stuff on TV or the National Geographic or when I was growing up, the encyclopedias, you know, like, because mm-hmm. that's what you went to. That were the facts. And you kind of took someone like, oh, shit, some old white dude is out there uh finding all this stuff and telling me about my own culture and telling me about people and you know if it's not on mr rogers i don't know what the fuck it is you know like uh, (laughs) so did you always have like a like a a inclining for like investigating or finding things were you good at that like as a kid yeah kind of um as a kid like when i was a little little kid if you asked me what i wanted to be i would say bugologist um like i just like to be in the backyard right a little dorky kid dude um i just like to be outside like i I didn't gravitate towards video games necessarily i wanted to like build stuff and like be outside so the fact that i'm an archaeologist like walking around with cargo pants is like oh duh (laughs) yeah this is what cargo pants and cargo shorts are for right (laughs) Hell yeah, so many pockets, dude. I could put my trowel, my gloves, my multi-tool. I could put whatever. I could put some snacks in another <laughs> pocket. <laughs> Crazy. So let, let's talk about uh, you're, you're out there. You decide this is the career for me. I'm going to go after it, both hands, and you mm-hmm. run with it. So you run mm-hmm. with this, and you tell your folks, yeah, I got some. I figured it out. I'm going to go dig up shit in the dirt. And they're like, hooray. Right? <laughs> not, so mu- not so much, man. <laughs> My pops, uh, my pops is awesome, dude. And he was like, hey, uh, there's money degrees and there's not money degrees. And uh, what you're going after is not a money degree. And I was like, OK, but I like it. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, yeah, I'll just let you know, you're going to have a super hard time, man. And um, yeah, so I just ended up going for it, man. Um, just ended up going for it. So I went from uh, PCC to Cal State LA um, pursuing anthropology again. And by this time, I, I loved it. Like it, the, the the bad student, quote unquote, right? The all those bad behaviors, they completely went away. I was the first one, uh, you know, seated in the classroom. I wanted to be front and center. I wanted, we were hungry. you know, I'd, of course, man. I was ready for it. I was super ready for it, and I was absorbing everything that I was learning. And Cal State LA is super awesome, bro, because um, California State University, Los Angeles, where I went to, um, is primarily Latino, like. I want to say the student body is in the 70 percentile of Latino. Like, um, so what, you know, what, uh, so what years ca- did you go to school there? Um, I went from 2014 to 2016. Okay. Okay. Well, just, uh, to, to cut you off at the legs there, you know, our, you fucking nerd. <laughs> what's up, brother? What's up, so if everybody knows my primo as uh, most of you do, El Chikume decided to yeah. show up, everybody. Say Interrupt. And my regularly scheduled. <laughs> regularly um, uh, scheduled yet. So tell food me, tell coma. me before we, we move forward and you interrupted uh-huh. David because you, you interrupted me. <laughs> you you drew, drove to Kentucky to eat barbecue 
knowing that you had to be in Texas <laughs> by 7 no, no, p.m. No, no. And then no, no, I call no, this man like, I mean, and he's like, I just woke uh-huh. up and it's 15 minutes I just ago. woke up. No, I mean, let me give you a little synopsis. I am here minding my own business at home. Uh, and I have uh, Mikey. He's been on the show before. He was on the show uh, with, with Amanda. He was on two with shows ago yeah. with uh, Amanda, your your your, you know, your wife, um, your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was part of it, but he was already scheduled to come out here to Austin, to Texas, uh, to buy a barbecue pit. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better than having barbecue custom made barbecue pits out here. So if you want a custom made barbecue pit, let me know. We can get up my on primo's here. podcast on Instagram. At my primo Twitter. podcast slash yeah, barbecue pitch. <laughs> One day, guys, look yeah, out, buddy. look out. But no, Chikuma, no, since you out, man. since you interrupted us, all right, mm-hmm. you got to walk into the second half of his conversation. I was intrigued. No, no, I, I, I was following along okay, a little bit ago, okay, okay. and I'm just waking up from the coma. But hey, no <laughs> fucking lie. Um, shout out to Mikey and Cindy. They came over here to buy the barbecue pit, but also Giovanni's out here. Oh, Giovanni's out here. Everybody oh. knows who Giovanni's is. This motherfucker came and drove about a, more than a thousand miles to come eat my eggplant. Like, whoa, whoa. He's a, he's a vegan. Hold on, you, he oh, drove that euphemism. There. He literally, <laughs> like, everybody was because we went to Lexington, Texas. Uh, oh, I thought you said Lexington, around... Kentucky. If you say no, Lexington, no, 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 people no, no, think Kentucky. No, no. David, yeah, am I wrong? Texas, Kentucky. Uh, no, no, no. The they, they picked me up here. I went to I went to Lexington, Texas, and they picked me up around five o'clock in the morning, straight from LA. Um, and we went straight to the barbecue. It's at uh, Snow's barbecue place, and it's a very well known barbecue place out here, um, northeast of Texas, about an hour or so. Um, and we picked the barbecue, and this fool is a uh, fucking vegan, and the whole time. Everybody was clowning on him, but he's a fucking vegan that traveled about a thousand miles plus to come eat, roasted, to come watch roasted eggplant, to come what, watch what, us eat. You know what but, kind of eggplant, no, brother? You gotta explain. You gotta explain the type oh, of eggplant. I, got, I, got, I think thick, of the emoji. I, I got like. the yes, I got the thick eggplant. I got the thick emoji. You know, oh, like the yeah. big thick eggplant emoji, not the Chinese because <laughs> you have the stupid. Asian emoji. I mean, the Asian. Uh, you have the Asian eggplant, which is like a thin one that you chop up. Uh, kind of like Giuliani type star, um, but anyways, well, we can go. We can get wow. into cooking some other time. But <clears throat> yeah, I was just uh, I just jumped in. I'm listening to you guys, and it's like you fucking nerd. Like, <laughs> no nah, man, I'm, right. I'm getting inspired. and proud, baby. I'm getting. Inspired. I connect. I feel close. Like, yeah, but, that's how things go. So you'll you'll walk in here. So David, you know, like I think that's dope, man. I mean, you, you always yeah. had this this hunger, right? You got no, you got hungry. To get yeah, into this field to understand what it was, and you just—it sounds like you just fell right into it, and you were like a like fish to water, like you just got it. I mean, everything yeah, clicked. Yeah, yeah. So, you know that—that's one thing you're working on right now. Because, and I want to touch on it here is your podcast. So I want to talk mm-hmm. about your podcast, and cool. so it's called Anthro for the Homies. So I love that. I love. I. I it's like it's pretty like like. I don't know. I'll ask you later, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> how about you give the pitch to our audience yeah. so they can look forward to this, which uh, you told us roughly mid-December or so. You know, we'll mm-hmm. post, of course, when whenever you're ready, the dates. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. we're so looking forward here in a couple of weeks. What is Anthro for the Homies and why did you want to start a podcast about it? For sure, for sure. So Anthro for the Homies was uh, born out of a lot of super dope conversations with the homies. Like when people have questions. Literal, like, literal. Home, yeah. Yeah, for my homies, people have questions like, um, "Do we come from monkeys?" or "Did the Aztecs, oh my god, <laughs> did the Aztecs really eat people?" Like stuff like that. And uh-huh. oftentimes, thanks to my training, I might have an answer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so my lovely wife just encouraged me, like, "Dude, you got to put this stuff out." Like people would be super, super interested in this, and I was like, hmm, "Okay." So answer for the homies is me presenting topics relevant and interesting topics within anthropology, but rather than being a white man. You know, in front mm-hmm. of the classroom, you know, talk them down to you and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to present it like I would to the homies because 
uh, a lot of the homies is everyone's you know still intellectual people still like to learn and this is interesting stuff it's relevant um a reason why i got into anthropology was i grew up right i'm latino so i grew up catholic right when you grow up catholic you go to church and church is supposed to provide mm-hmm. all the answers for you yes and i it, it just that wasn't it for me like you know the church didn't provide those answers right but i started learning about anthropology and it started providing those answers for me about why we are the way we are or why people do what they do so i want to um like I said, in addition to presenting these cool topics, I'm going to interview some really interesting people. Um, I got this dude lined up. He's a professor from up north. Super cool guy. Mm-hmm. I actually met him through Instagram. Uh, he does research on the globalization of low writing and low writing culture. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was about so to I'm that, gonna ask you a question soon about the, the it's like fucking the, the cholo culture, right? Quote, unquote, with the goth, <laughs> the combination of the goth, right? Like There's this fucking whole movement behind that yeah 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 it's crazy right um but yeah so this dude um that's his research he follows lowriders all over the world and they actually have a huge 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 following in japan brazil mm-hmm. new zealand like you would not think and sometimes these dudes even dress like cholos so the car is sort of a medium for a culture which is like mm-hmm. super interesting um and that's 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 anthropology like at its basic so, so just to just to, just to kind of help people kind of identify the type of anthropology there's different just like in engine in civil engineering you split uh, you can talk to your wife about it but there's three different you know three different facets but then what mm-hmm. do you you got you have a physical anthropology cultural yep. anthropology and what exactly. else you have a that's perfect, brother. Yeah, you got uh, the main. There's a big four, right? Physical anthropology mm-hmm. or biological anthropology, cultural oh, anthropology, okay. archaeology. What I do, oh, we're talking okay. about a little bit earlier, cool. and then linguistics, which yeah, is well, the study missed. of languages. Mm-hmm, I missed that. Okay, <laughs> cool. No, that's a big. That's a big deal because th- there's misconception of what anthropology is. You know, exactly. And just not to put you on the spot, but you brought it into the conversation just now. Mm-hmm. Um, your beliefs don't necessarily have to like. You know, like the facts and data are there and the planet is more than 7,000 years old. It doesn't necessarily have to conflict with your beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's millions of years old, That which is something that I constantly deal with when talking to older, older Latino generations in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, what the planet, where the planet is at and where we're, where we're at as an evolutionary species, right? Yep, yep, yep. It's a it's a sensitive topic, Doug, to talk yeah, about. Very my, sensitive, my yeah, very sensitive. Older family with like, oh, what? Like you, you know, um, what you're saying essentially goes against everything they believe. Yeah. And, hence, uh, hence, anthro for the homies, right? Like, yeah. that's the whole pitch, and it works. I so, think. our your goal at the end of this is to what? Um, man. So my goal for this is. If you're ever chilling with the homies and someone comes with a question and you're mm-hmm. like, what is survival of the fittest? Yes. What is evolution? And you could answer that question from listening to my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's my goal is just to provide like accurate, um, relevant information about us. Because uh, essentially, I tell this to everyone, like, as long as you're alive and you're living, you're an anthropologist because anthropology is the study of mm-hmm. people. So you're an expert in your own anthropology and people don't even realize it. They think it's just this like, you know, category of, of science or art or whatever. Very abstract. It's a very abstract feeling of what it, that knowledge is, you know, right? It feels like. Yeah. And traditionally, it's uh, been a, a sort of like an affluent discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't be Latino and grinding out as an anthropologist. Like, yeah. come on, that yeah. don't make money. Yeah. Um, so there's that like sort of disconnect. So, yeah, that's my goal. dog. Like if people can answer that question, like what is evolution or you have some cool facts that you could split spit from listening to my podcast. Like that's my goal. You and know? I'm guessing it's also going to be presented in a way where it's not so jargon to death like yeah so, like, yeah, beat yeah. Over that's your a good head point that, actually. that this is something you need to take a pre-course before you listen to my show this is going to be yeah. something like if you were at the barbecue and someone brings up that question and you break it down for us that way yeah 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 i mean it's gonna need some some technicalities in there but i'll be able to break it down like real cool like in my lecture about evolution for example i talk about um, the evolution of Pablo Escobar and uh, Chapo Guzman. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, Pablo, I mean, I mean, I mean, precognition, automatopoeia, and uh, <laughs> anthro- anthropomorphizing a figure, and all that other stuff. It's like heavy words. 
it is, uh, it is. metacognition and all that but for sure but, uh, paleo like, paleo ethnobotany yeah. like what oh the only like thing i know about proto- paleo like, yeah it's like a, like a, like a so. pro proto proto in you know what i love like when people say proto endo cultural you know like proto endo <laughs> culture it's like it's like the beginning of a culture right something like that yeah um, from my understanding um that's those are beautiful words but it doesn't mean anything from to us you know it's like what the fuck does that mean you know so i definitely yeah, exactly. gotta listen to your show because i need to understand what the fuck he just said yeah those terms <laughs> so you need, to, you, need to, you need to do a whole episode on just defining terms what were at, at the beginning it's like today we'll be using a, a B, C, D, E. <laughs> yeah look no. out for them you know words of the day a, i would i, I would listen like and, and it's not and it, and it's and it's not condescending, honestly, because that's one no, thing no, too no. that that we have to w- look out for that condescending feeling. Which, if you go ahead and define words before the episode, I'm throwing out this like you know, like like I'm running your episode. Nah, but um, take notes, it, it, this is a good, you know, good yeah, idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, yeah, like I literally like I, I'm like. I literally have a, 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 a anthropologist hammer in my truck right now. Like I have a really, you know, the ones you use if to. If we pick. were on video, he'd like, go run and the, show the, you. Yeah, you, I, you could geology. see it, but um, but it's geology very important. Hammer. I have a geology hammer, like with the big fucking, you know, five inch pick on the side. You know, like, like it's it's important to kind of um let people know that this is not far fetched beyond their education. Like we're not. We didn't we didn't study five years, four years, six years for this. You can read this in a book, you know what I mean? To understand totally. and follow. Follow at least, you know. To totally not o- not only that, but um something that I wanted to do was uh talk to people, you know, like you guys selves. Like I'd love to talk to y'all and tell me your experiences with anthropology mm-hmm. because I know all of us come from different places. And so you grow up on the rancho or you grow up, you know, doing what you gotta do and all those experiences are beautiful. Like all that is anthropology. Um, you know, you learning just how did you become bilingual? Things like that. Like it's literally all over us. So I just That's want to bring cool. these things to people, man, because I love it. <laughs> no, hey, I'm excited for your show, man. Like uh, that's why I have you on. You know, I think you're an interesting cat, and we get to experience what this is. And honestly, I do. I can't wait for your show, and it's gonna be, of course, just available for everyone for free. It'll be on most podcast services. Just keep an eye out. What's yes, your sir? social media look like for it, so people can follow you? Um, social media is uh, at anthro for the homies anthro is a-n-t-h-r-o anthro for the homies just all one word um and yeah that's uh, i'm on uh instagram um twitter and websites coming soon hopefully <laughs> cool cool no, man. baby steps baby steps hey man baby steps homie like hey like we want to make sure that we support the primo here you know definitely check him out you know we're going to be supporters of it i'm sure it's not the first time the last time we'll have you on trust me uh thank for you, sure thank you but, you know, I want to move on. And before Walter went to go get his hammer to show us because he wanted to show show and tell, <laughs> uh, you do something else, dude. I'm very I'm kind of curious about, which is kind of funny because, you know, you're, you're, you're initial DJ, but you also actually DJ. You actually spin records. You actually look there. You go, there's, every, there's Walter showing off a hammer, everybody. This is I amazing. just went to my truck to amazing go get podcasts here. Is that an S wing, bro? S wing? No, no. I mean, the the thing is, I don't. I'm not too into depth in terms of your your pick your 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 pick uh, technology, I guess, or terminology. <laughs> but I do use it. This is you can find this this model this type at a Home Depot, and yes, I sir. and I buy it because it's like I'm a geotechnical engineer, and a lot of time you have hold to on, kind of on, determine. On, on. And you're an engineer. Look at it, <laughs> bitch. The fuck. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> no, but it, it's very important. Like jokes aside, jokes aside, like you do need Nerd. a tool. Like it's Nerd. very important. Like that's the yeah, thing. Man. Like, like I have a, I, I have a brush that I forgot to bring, but um, this hammer is the most, at least for me, it doesn't get any more sensitive than this. I'm sure for you, you have more tactile sensitive uh, instruments, but look at this fucking big pick. Like I actually use it, you know, to kind of differentiate between stratas and to me, I don't look at the stratification, like the age in terms of stratification, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you do, right? at least from your perspective, you know, like I just yes, wanted sir. to bring out this like beautiful hammer. He look wants to this. show off. It's okay. You can yeah, no, I wanted to show it. This is, look at this. This is like a murder weapon. I like, mean, it is. Like, it's just like the fucking <laughs> pick that 
Look Lara at this Croft fucking thing. When she climbs the side of a yeah. mountain, like, <laughs> that's be. what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not falling off of a mountain with this baby. Like, <laughs> it can be. Hey, but it looks like, pretty new, though, man. It looks pretty new. No, yeah, no, it does. It is new. I always give it out. <laughs> like, every, I, I buy it. I always buy it, and, and I give it out to new trainees. They're like, hey, look, here's this hammer. Take it. Because this mm-hmm. is like a $30 hammer. I'm not going to buy a $30 hammer. Like, I give it out oh, to but you give it away. <laughs> I give it away to people. No, 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 because you you notice people that are like, oh shit, very interested. And you like, you know what? Let me give you this fucking okay. beat up thirty dollar hammer. Like so we're talking about better. tools. You know, we're talking about yeah. the man here on the ones and twos right now. Mm-hmm. I understand you're a DJ, man. Talk about that. How it is? Oh that my happen? god, yeah. <laughs> how the yeah, fuck is that? I feel run over by a truck with that. Like, how does that feel? Like. Um, well, since I've, since I've been like six years old, people are like, oh, uh, your name's DJ, do you DJ? And I'm like, yeah, I, I spin records at six. You, you know, know what? I, I should. kill it. <laughs> like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So I feel like it's just been a calling and, um, I love music, man. Like I used to drum, um, when I was a little kid. Um, so I, I absolutely love music and I would go out and I'd go to bars in different places and they'd be playing like horrible music and these people couldn't mix. And I'm like, man, like I could think of a better song than that. Um, so I just started pla- practicing with it, and um, I, I picked it up quite fast. Right, I knew how to count music from. Oh, before. so you picked it up because you you think you're better than people. In some ways, I mean, uh, yeah, like this music was terrible, dude. Like, people, oh, yeah, it's like yeah, it misses the mark, right? Yeah, like. yeah, and then you know when uh, like procuring music for someone is a vibe. Like y- you, you set the vibe. So when I'm you know at at a bar and this dude's playing a song and everyone's just kind of standing around, it's like oh man. So hold on, hold so, on. Let me let me, let me stop you because I'm curious. So mm-hmm, when someone mm-hmm. hires a DJ, mm-hmm. let's start there, right? So mm-hmm. we grew mm-hmm. up with quinceañeras and bodas and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. you would hire the DJ, it'd be some dude you knew from the neighborhood that had big ass speakers. And he would talk over every song every 15 seconds. You know, he'd be like, Oh, quiero saludar a la gente. And sound terrible. And like, you're like, okay, like, I've heard this song an hour ago. Like, what's the deal here? Like, so if I'm hiring a DJ and I want to hire DJ for Nelly, like, mm-hmm. what is your job if, okay, how are you better than me putting Besides, Shuffle yeah, on Spotify? Besides- yeah, um, you're curating. You're curating an art form for people, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if someone's gonna hire me for their wedding, uh, I've done four weddings now, which is pretty cool, um, and some bar events and local parties, things like that. But um, if someone's gonna hire me for a wedding, I have a questionnaire, and I sat that I sit down and I talk with them, and I try to get a feel for them. What kind of music do you like? What styles do you listen to? Um, things like that, just so I, I get an idea of like what they want me to play. Like I'll straight out ask them at first. You know, they'll tell me like, "Hey, everybody's coming." from mexico they want oh yeah and salsa Abre tus ojos, okay cool okay cool yeah. so um, i put in the work to to find the music selection that they want and um yeah i typically try to have hours and hours and hours and hours of music for people um and then one thing i do is i keep a cell phone with me and i plug it into my stuff so if there's a song that people just really really want to listen to or like damn i gotta play their jam I'll yeah the, the, cell the, phone new, in the, the newest boom. tiktok shit you know like right? <laughs> yeah like someone's tío wants rock in espanol or something i'm like all right cool. so are you traditional as far as you carry records you carry cds you i mean what do you do no, sir um everything i'm a, I consider a mobile dj so everything is digital so okay. mm. my library is my music why do you hate why do you hate record <laughs> why do you hate records Oh, uh, I actually prefer it, bro. Honestly, like <laughs> I'm just um, putting you on the spot, though. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because you know you guys know technology, right? Sometimes uh-huh, it's yeah. not always cooperating with you. And mm-hmm. if doing a wedding, if someone is paying me for an event, and my computer decides to crash, like that looks bad on me. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible on me. Records are actually a lot more reliable, dude. So I carry a, a full digital I didn't setup. Know. Like that's that's completely out of left field for me. Like I didn't think that. Damn, a computer can fail. It can fucking fail. It can I, totally it doesn't fail. feel like it like, or or yeah. my piece of hardware can can freeze for whatever reason mm-hmm. or if i update it and my computer software can't they don't match yet the update hasn't come out for how, that how, how does that feel like because like for example like okay we put out this fucking podcast if it, if there's a if there's a glitch in the middle we edit it out right you know mm-hmm. editing is you know boy edit it out for us 
But then for you, it's like you're live there. If you fuck up, you fuck up. If your set burns down, it burns down, right? Like you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I carried a cell phone too for backup, Damn. so that if if anything, you know, worst comes to worst, I could at very least mm-hmm. I could still play music through my cell phone, and it's gonna sound amazing on this speaker system. Yeah. Um, so it's honestly a lot of pressure being being a DJ. Like Sounds it's work. Like it. uh, sometimes Amanda will be like, "Hey, um, I'll I'll like I love DJing. I love it." Um, so I'll offer to DJ parties, be like, hey, you want to DJ? I'll DJ a party. And sometimes she'll be like, um, no, can you not? Because then I can't be involved <laughs> in the party. Like, I literally, you know what I mean? Because I have to be behind the decks. She's like, worried about sure. the content, right? Hey, man, right. you know, like, let me ask you this, because I have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to music, uh-huh. right? Like, I do. Okay. I have, I, is this the, the track I will eventually end up at? Because... I'm always that guy. Is like, oh, let me DJ. Let, let, might as let well just DJ, DJ the whole me, fucking well thing. Me, You're like, a hey, fucking snob, right? I'm a fucking snob yeah. when it comes to music. Like, I'm like, no, hey, you should be listening for the mood. To this like, shit. you're you're a mood snob, right? Like, you're. Like I'm a all mood that snob. shit. So, like, does that? Do you have to have a little bit of that in you where you're like, hey, like, this song's lame. It's no, seven o'clock. No, no, why are you playing no. this? Like, people are eating still. What the fuck? We need, why are we twerking? Why are you while playing the food this? Is coming out? No, this, no, this is like your, sure. your sopa de caracol. You wait. You wait you for, wait for that. It's a nine o'clock song. Like, like That's you know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what yeah, is- no, dude, you gotta you gotta nurture that, brother. Like, be honest yeah. with it, like, if, because that's gonna motivate you to get yeah. better, to get more music, to listen to it. You're gonna like it, right? You have to. I mean, you can't DJ if you don't love it or like it. So, just the fact that you like music and you're a snob with your music, you're like, oh, you know, you know, it sounds good, and eventually you'll find style so like my style like i love playing electronic music and house music mm-hmm. um and then i love mixing it with like heavy bass like i just want people to have fun and listen to bass um and i like throwing some some curveballs in there like i'll throw some cumbias in there when you're least expecting yeah. it because that that feeling right like when people look at you and their eyes are big and everyone the whole crowd turns and looks at you and they're like oh it, it's a it's a cool feeling <laughs> you're like i did that cool and then it's no a yeah because it's, 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 it's like a if you think about it it's like it's an, an unappreciated it feels like a lot of times where you go to parties and all of a sudden the dj's playing something you don't fucking think about it the fucking mood is on point the music is on point you know the dancing is on point the shimmying mm-hmm. and everything with like Sel- mm-hmm. with Cruz, Selena, with Selena and Celia Cruz and everything and you don't uh-huh. fucking think about it but then um you're like you don't fucking like appreciate the fact that somebody's actually putting song after song after song in a very like feeling the the room right like mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like a lot of times people don't appreciate DJs and they're just like whatever DJ YouTube shut the fuck <laughs> it's like you're just putting a playlist together but it's yeah. like no you're not you know it's like you're actually you know you're actually putting you're actually curating a piece on the fly right. For sure, for sure, and it's it's work, bro. I'm constantly counting. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of mental work. Constantly counting. Um, DJs are the ultimate multitaskers. Like I'm counting. I can I can imagine that. Yeah. I'm counting the song now that's playing now. I know what song that I want to bring in. At the same time, I got to think. Oh, I got to make an announcement in ten minutes. But mm-hmm. all, okay. all while trying to make can sure I, that this mix. La birria se está acabando. <laughs> can I ask you a question about interrupting a song? I'm interrupting you like Walter, so you know I'm being sure, sure. whatever, whatever. Um, so let me ask you this question. I've mm-hmm. seen people at parties, and my wife has a cousin that he he's a oh. DJ. What 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 does his name rhyme with? Uh, <laughs> I want to put you on. on the spot, my <laughs> sick. Put him on the spot. Uh, DJ Heco? No, nope. it doesn't matter. It doesn't rhyme with nope. Heco? Nope. No, nope. nope. No. His name is DJ Prisma. Prisma. Feed okay. me, dog. Prisma. What? Right? You and just named plays... him. You just put him out on the spot. Hey, fuck it. If he gets some money out of it, you know, he's where to find me. So uh-huh. this guy, he plays a lot of... Majority of his music that he plays is to the <laughs> Spanish Tejano crowd. I don't say Tejano, but, like, you know, like oh. ranchera music. like Regional, huh? It's like a that, very... that kind of thing. But he lives in LA, though. So it's maybe okay. pertinent to the, to the DJ scene, right? Mm. So... He is of the school of DJs that interrupt the song every every three seconds and go suh, suh, tra, tra, <laughs> like in the middle oh, of so the like song. DJ, like like DJ Khaled, Khaled 
Calais uh, kind of, but in he's Spanish. On, he's on hype another man. one. He's a hype and man, but he's <laughs> interrupting the song. So people are dancing like, dun, 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 and then he goes, si, 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 vamos, vamos, vamos. And like, he, he has that really obnoxious echo on his mic. Like, <laughs> yeah. over echo, the song. echo, 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 like, echo. Terrible. So, it's terrible. <laughs> is that a, I mean, people, some people they hire the food. So mm-hmm. is there a school that that's what they're there yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to it. Um, it's oh, a B junkie. Well, there's <laughs> there's okay. There, it's not it's not the school for set? good rancheras. <laughs> no, it's not his. No, but it's still but, a school, right? Like, yeah, it's a DJ school. Um, it's in Glendale, California. Um, it's called the Beat Junkies Institute of Sound. Mm. And um, shout out to all the Beat Junkies. They're an old school turntable. Who's the, who's the main? Because uh, Redmatic. Like your uh, wife DJ spoke Babu. about it. Who's the main? Who's the main? Um, who's the instructor there? Um, it's a it's a it's a whole crew. So um, DJ Remadic, DJ Babu, uh, Mr. Oh, okay. Chalk, Melo D. Wow, uh, a bunch Chalk, of like I, lo- I know that name. Yeah. I remember that yeah. one. Power it's, tools it's, all that time. Like, yeah, yeah, stuff, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, damn, old school you cats. They're names, legends, bro. <laughs> They're legends in the game, dude. Safe. So <laughs> he does. See, you, got, <laughs> you should DJ, bro, and you know audio already, dude. So there you go. There's like boom. Don't tell me, man. You're you're halfway Don't there. Do it. Don't Dude, tempt I'll, I'll Don't send tempt you some him. free softwares. Some free softwares to download. You'll be Fruity hooked, Loops bro. and all that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's apps on your phone even that you can <laughs> play with, bro. That I swear that, that's one one way I started was on my phone, and people were like, "Oh, dude, that sounds good." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Cool." And I'll just keep playing on my phone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the B Junkies are legends in in their own right. So it's an honor to learn from them. Like oh, I used yeah, to listen I've to heard these dudes. Them. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like underground hip hop, but uh, the Visionaries crew. Um, yeah. So a lot of these dudes are from uh, Visionaries or cool. Redmatic and Two Max and the Visionaries crew. So when I take classes from them, the first um, first class I took, I was a little starstruck. To be honest, I was like, "Oh my gosh, the <laughs> legends right here." Uh, so what's the name? DJ Prismo needs to go there. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to. But the, I see people on YouTube <laughs> like they put videos here during Christmas time. You know, just put like something online, like some Spanish songs or you know, dance, cumbias or whatever. And then they actually run through uh, some guy's set at a, uh, some party or something, or some big huge event. Like has like four or five DJs, and they're all mm-hmm. playing this this music, and they all have that same style of interrupting the song. And I counted. Every six seconds, the dude would come in and say something if, ridiculous. If, it feels like uh, it feels like I'm at the like here in Austin. There's like eight, the eight twelve market, and the DJ is playing, and then there's a live band, and that fool jumps in. La birria, los tacos, los like los elotes. I guess it's, it's like for example, yeah. like maybe it's like well, I used to play in a band, right? And mm-hmm. so we would go to shows, and we would have to say, "Well, who's playing?" And we'd have to know like what's the crowd like. Like just like mm-hmm. a DJ, right? Like, hey, what's the crowd like? What is this? Oh, Damn, it's, gonna, it's gonna be this kind of band. It's gonna be, okay. Shit. Well, we only have eight songs. Let's run these three because it's gonna fit this crowd, you know. And so I, I, it kind of goes hand in hand with that, right? It's like knowing your audience before you yeah, step you into, the, into the room. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Um, that's why I said, like, if someone's going to hire me, um, I'll try to talk to them beforehand as much as I can just to get an idea of what, what kind of sound they want. Um, and then after that, it's just partly uh, like, can I read the room? Can I keep people dancing? It's pretty dope. Um, it's, it's challenging. Okay, give me a tip uh, since I'm the impromptu DJ sometimes that people groan and go, oh, Freddy's has the music. He's controlling the music right now. Like, yeah. like I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest, man. I'm being, I have a, a listen. Tip. I have it. It's like, it's like, did uh, Stanley get the ox cable? Yeah, they always took the fucking cable. <laughs> hey, man, when, how often do I have a, a professional DJ and yeah. archaeologist on my show to ask questions about dinosaurs and DJ? Okay. Me, <laughs> the world this. is. Millions on the wheels of steel, <laughs> man. But burr, 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 burr. so <laughs> here's the thing I like. For example, if I dig a song mm-hmm. that I think will fit mm-hmm. the mood at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how many times can that moment happen? Because there's there's mm-hmm. jams that people enjoy, but Walter mm-hmm. got to the party at seven thirty to eat the birria, and then mm-hmm. the, then then he I show up at nine, like, but I want to hear that jam that you played at eight. Like, how does that work? Like, do you decide, like, you know what? Different crowd. Let me play it again. Like, and, 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 and also how much is worth your time? It's like some people show up and say, hey, 
can you play this song? Here's a 20. Fuck yeah, Selena. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's about reading the crowd, dude, to be honest. Like, it's just, um, you know, certain songs sound like other songs, right? Certain songs are certain tempo mm. of other songs, right? So you just eventually oh, kind okay. of learn to to match those things. So if I'm playing a song at a certain tempo, I'm going to want to play some songs within a tempo to keep the mix cool right all right we're down tempo right now we're chilling people are coming in they're just getting their drink then eventually i could start raising the bpms a little bit as more people Damn. start to show up people already have their drinks in them right um and uh eventually you know once people are already drunk that's when you're playing the faster that's when you want people to dance so uh, you don't I think about that, that at all huh like you, like you just don't think about that whole well, fucking, we don't think like, about that right like we just go yeah, i mean yeah you, fuck i don't it, put yeah yeah shuffle on on you know whatever the fuck and you uh-huh. just walk away you put play the salsa station and you walk away you know like you just kind of you're done but in your case, yeah, yeah. It's, more, it's a more catered experience. No, because like, 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 hor- like a horrible DJ feels like you're at a bar with the rocola, you know, with the, what do you call <laughs> them? Uh, with, with the jukebox. Thank and you. everybody just goes, and all of a sudden you're listening to Slipknot, and all of a sudden you're listening to Lico, which is cool, but yeah. if they're not being transitioned properly, right? That's that's your part of yeah. your job too, right? And that's probably why homeboy is talking too. A lot of times, um, people are mm. talking because maybe they they don't know how to mix very well. So oh. you're trying to distract them to in some kind of way. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, the carrier! Yeah, you're so. fucking flashing the the fucking carrier. Or, or, oh, look, something shiny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you do you? Them. When you have them. you ventured out into making your own mixes as far as like original beats, original music yet? Uh, yeah, I actually made uh, the first beat I made was uh, the beat for my podcast. Ooh, so um, okay. I, had, wow. I had experienced a little bit like you mentioned Fruity Loops, right? Like back yep. in the day I had it on my computer, yeah. but uh, never took it like serious. Um, so I wanted to sit down and actually like craft something for my podcast, something that had a certain vibe to it, um, something that was sort of represent- representative mm-hmm. of the podcast itself. Um, so the first beat I made was for my podcast and made a little intro video for it too, uh, which was super fun. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing with beat making. I'm just starting out, but it's really dope. It's it's fun. No, because because it's it's it's, it's like a very um, for example, I, I didn't know I knew about DJing from quinceañeras and all that stuff, but the type of DJing mm-hmm. that you imagine is like people kind of putting and and being very good at transitioning songs right between. Whatever the fuck and whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. From El Baile Sorpresa to <laughs> the, the dance with the father, you know, that mm-hmm. they do in Quinceañeras. But um, the one thing that I do want to say is that, um, at least from my perspective, when I first heard um, A Cure for the Itch uh, from Linkin Park on mm-hmm. the first out, the first EP that they came out with, like, what the fuck? Like, to me, I, I, that was like kind of my first introduction to just straight DJ because that that track is just straight DJ. It's just, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, it's just, just, uh, scratching just a DJ. Scratching. Just scratching. That's it. You know, like, to me, I was like, what the fuck? It's like a mood. And it's like they set the mood and everything. Like I said, yeah. go look, go listen to Cure for the Itch from uh, Linkin Park on their first album. It's like, oh, what the fuck? I, to me, that was my first introduction to as a DJ, and it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, it's you know, if it, it's like I, I'm talking so much because it's like it, it affected me that much, you know. It set like the whole fucking mood, you know, like when you listen to Man, a whole you feel, song like that. I feel so old because me, it was, it. it was house music, it was house music, it was Twista, mm-hmm. it was underground construction. It was power tools. It was <laughs> wow. It was all that. Damn. Like, it was Rich, Richard Humpty. Vision. Richard Humpty Vision. You know, like uh, that, damn. I know. I, I've heard about that, but I, I don't. I didn't never die, dove into it. You know. No, like, it was like then, was then the discovery of things like uh, hard house. You know, and, uh, and hardcore. Yeah. Like, and, and it broke out into the. I can hear it in my head as you're talking about it. Like. So it's a it's a trip because you we're spoiled when it comes to music, right? The fact that music is so disposable. And the fact that mm-hmm. it's easily ready to available mm-hmm. makes it easy to like just tacos. think so anybody like, can do like, it. Like five tacos for a dollar type thing. Same huh? thing, but <laughs> it's, it's so it's so disposable and so easily accessible that people are forgetting the lost art of the mixtape or the lost art of a mm-hmm. playlist or the lost art of DJing because quote 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 just to kind of like you know put you like remember he, uh, Stanley had a podcast called what Midnight Mixtape Midnight. Oh, that's right, that's like, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Classic. I catered that's, music, but mine was more historical. Like I was very mm-hmm. much into like 
well, almost like the ABCs of rock and roll kind of thing. Like, hey, this this record came oh. out in 1975. Here's a little tidbit about it. Let's listen to a jam from it. Boom, kind of like that. That was my show at that time. Because I'm a big. But it's fan gonna of, form a DJ, right? I'm I'm, I'm assuming. Most definitely, that's exactly what radio DJs do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so oh, okay. you, you, you're basically like a, ra- a radio disc jockey, brother. See, you're there, bro. You're already there. Yeah. Just, no, man, don't that's the thing. Like, to, to me, to me, like DJ, it was like grow, growing up in LA, it's like el cucuy de la mañana, arriba, 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 arriba. <laughs> to me, that was a DJ, arriba, arriba, arriba. No, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> Like, yeah, three I'm arribas to... ago, you were good. <laughs> I try to take I, I respect the craft of DJing like um, it's really cool because when you think about it like there's certain bands that have DJs and you're like why does a band mm-hmm. have a DJ like you Dude, mentioned like, Slipknot earlier yeah. Slipknot has a DJ DJ Sid yeah and he's a he's a crazy Incubus DJ. Lincoln Park Incub- like they, uh, Rage Against the Machine well not no, the Rage Against the Machine was, had they were doing like guitar mm-hmm. Executioners they were sick ass crew yeah. Executioners like, yeah. I mean, Limp Bizkit had a, had yeah, a DJ Limp, Limp Bizkit and you know you don't even really recognize the the different layers dude spinderella back in the day like people don't those djs back then (laughs) didn't get the props that they do you know like it's some shit but it it felt like they were the drummers right like nobody pays attention to the drummer but (laughs) when the drum solo comes up god damn you know but people people do now people do pay attention to djs and you know what i i think um electronic music is accredited because you know electronic music uh, which is kind of crazy because djs originally were hip-hop right like that's like oh. people's oftentimes your first intro my first introduction to yeah. djing was through hip-hop but nowadays with coachella and edc and things like i would take that as a misconception i don't automatically think about black i mean let's put it out there in, in the race you know with you know from a racial perspective like i don't think about it as a dj as a black person you always think about it as this skrillex with the haircut at least me. Exactly. And, you know, playing some weird shit. See, but know, I grew like, up with, I grew up in Southern California listening to Power, and it's like DJ Henry. He's like, oh shit, DJ Linwood. Like all these Latino, <laughs> Latino DJs, you know? So it just depends. DJ Request. Yeah. Nobody tells, nobody tells DJ Request what to play. The, the Baker Brothers. The, the Baker, Baker Brothers, DJs, man. The Baker, no, Baker Boys. Um, yeah, the Baker oh, Boys. I mean, all that stuff. Like you kind of forget. Like I remember during that time, freestyle was big, right? Not that freestyle mm. rap, but freestyle music. There's a difference mm-hmm. there. Freestyle music was very DJ oriented. It was very like kind of like sure. what we call now electronic music. Um, yeah, up tempo for sure. Exactly, man. So I mean, there's a there's an evolution to this thing. Like rap music's evolved, rock has evolved, DJing has has evolved to something totally different. So it yeah. does does the technology now allow for those DJs to thrive on their own more so than in the past? Yeah, that's it's actually kind of like a, a debate within the the, the DJ movement, Uh-oh, so to speak. DJ drama. Um, uh, yeah, like DJ uh, drama. Okay, I'm DJ drama. No. <laughs> so Jazzy Jeff, right? You guys know everybody yeah, knows Fresh Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Yep. Jazzy Jeff, shout out to Jazzy Jeff, is like a big pusher of the DJ culture. So for him, his his take on it, from the way I understand it, is he just wants DJing out there. So he works with Pioneer and Serato and these other companies to make DJing easier for people to do. There's a accessible. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So you could just buy now instead of having to buy a bunch of records, two turntables and a mixer, you could buy a small little controller for two, three hundred bucks, and boom, you could get started DJing. So you know, in that sense, Jazzy Jeff feels like it's a good thing. There's other DJs who are like, no, DJing has taken a big, like it's devolved in a sense because we think of Skrillex right as yeah. a DJ. Um, oftentimes you know people like that he's a great dj but it's like pressing play essentially and mixing on key it's a lot different than having the skills to to scratch in a, in a track or to beat so, juggle or something like that okay so would you say and i don't know i don't want to put you on on any side of this argument because i don't know the politics mm-hmm. of djing but <laughs> uh you would say a skrillex is a performer as opposed to a dj yeah, I, I I put Skrillex in the category of producer. Like he's an mm, amazing music okay. producer. And people often get DJs confused with producers because a lot of times like dude, there's been videos of people playing EDC and things like that and these dudes have pre-recorded sets. So there's not so much skill in that at all. And that's why I say like it's sort of devolved in a sense. Um 
these big 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 production djs like you got to remember the music is timed with all the lasers and timed with the smoke and things like that so these performances are essentially rehearsed beforehand where we're, we think we're experiencing something live and in reality sometimes it, it's not yeah so that's why you know i try to take djing as serious as i can because it is a live performance and i do want people to to have a good time and there is a, a an art to it for sure um it's actually pretty cool because on my podcast one of my first guests is going to be one of my good friends um her name she goes by dj roxanne uh she's a professional dj um drum and bass she's she's awesome she's incredible but uh she also she's an excavator at the libera targets how many of you are there DJ <laughs> we're the only two <laughs> the only two that i know so far are they still finding things in the tar pits oh yeah 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 she finds all kinds of cool stuff um regularly Damn. um not only that but she's super incredible for many reasons but she's also um She's a forensic anthropology intern at the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office. Oh. So uh, she works on um, essentially murder cases um, where they find wow. bones, bodies that are so far deceased, you cannot identify Decompose them. Decompose and all that. And yeah, damn. Yeah. So she, she, she works there um, in addition to some of my other friends. Um, so I'm going to interview her about some, some cool stories she has either with the, the tar pits um, from DJ. Hey, hey, question like, so, like this might be a kind of like a very serious like topic, but do you guys mm -hmm. are, is she involved or do you ever get involved like with rape kits and that type of stuff? Like in the investigation in terms of uh, uh, being kind of acquiring uh, what do you call it? Um, more of, of a different yeah i don't know is it the, yeah is it the same that um from what i know um that would be i can i mean i totally ask roxanne but from what i know um when the forensic anthropologist is called in the soft mm -hmm. tissue has degraded so much that oh, okay. you, you, you cannot get a sample from soft tissue so i don't i don't think so yeah but i know that there are certain injuries um that do happen on bones that can be indicative of some sort of interpersonal struggle okay no, uh, the only reason i'm asking is because at least here in austin there was a big issue in terms of uh uh the the the, the police department kind of um i mean this goes we'll just go back to like the you know uh interaction with police in terms of there was a big issue in terms of them actually processing rape kits here in Austin and them them saying that they did but they didn't you know like yeah. it's like it's, uh, the, 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 this like this legal jargon comes into play like um, I don't know it's just kind of a left field question in terms of you know your involved you know well, like involvement Chikome, in, I know that you're very left field you're very left yeah, field. yeah <laughs> the show the show appreciates it but you know, David, um, you yeah. know, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I think it was a blast. I know it's not the last time we're going to have you on, and I learned a Definitely lot. Definitely not. And Sweet. I know Sweet. that we need to look out for Anthro for the Homies coming soon. You follow at Anthro for the Homies on all social media. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, you can toss questions his way. I know he's really good about his social media. You know, he puts stories up, and you can kind of respond to any quick questions for the homies. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just give them ammo sure, and questions for I, the I'd be down to have like a, I'd be down to have like an Anthro for the Homies section five minute section on the on the fucking podcast man, hey, man you know, that's made... the one thing is like you learn you learn things like 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 you said out of left field did you know you should feel proud about this hey man i don't want to <laughs> put know? the man on the spot you know yeah but, i mean yeah. it's always an option but uh hey yeah, you know he made... to. hey I'm, you're you're recorded now you said it it's legally by yeah. now it's not i'll but... put you on the spot i'm gonna tell uh, fucking amanda but... Get your no, boy. <laughs> I would love to. This is awesome. Thank you guys for having me so no, much, no, man. Definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But before you go, man, you know, we always try to give mm -hmm. our guests a moment just to kind of say their piece, be it, you know, speaking to somebody out there that's in school right now, maybe even going to the same field you're going to. You never know. Like, you started yeah. on a whole different path, and look where you ended up, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, take a moment if you'd like to kind of, we always talk about, you know, representation your latino man doing works in djing and archaeology you know so maybe just give some words out there of encouragement to anybody going yeah. through the process or trying to find their way for sure not for that sure. mean a good mansplain let's let's go ahead and mansplain this no, <laughs> I, honestly i'll keep i'll keep it simple i'll say do you like uh, it sounds so simple but just do you because um man i got this so much and i still get it as a latino like oh you got a degree 
why would you buy a degree man you could that's a waste of money you could just go work here and you can make more money there and things like that and so i still get kind of kickback right like as soon as we started on chikuma oh you nerd this and that and like yeah. embrace that's it that's the feeling like, yeah 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 like yeah. embrace it i love it i run with it um yeah. it, it gives me energy it powers me and um it's something a little different so if anybody is is uh thinking about going into it just do it do your research um there ain't nothing to it but to do it Damn, awesome. I'm I'm I'm, go, down, I'm down to finish it right there. There ain't nothing to it but to do it. Primos, keep an eye out. Thank Let's you guys for, for listening. Follow, yeah. of course, Anthro for the homies. Keep an eye out for, uh, you know, him. Many, many things. I see a lot of great things coming from from David. And just uh, keep an eye out, guys. Remember, our show is going to take a quick, uh, small break during the, the month of December. You'll still hear from us, but we'll get a short couple week break in there. We still have, uh, I believe, if we're not wrong, Walter, maybe one more show between yep. us, uh, and then we'll be taking that break. But just and keep- we're all, we're also gonna uh, Mex American is coming up too as well. We'll kind of be kind of chiming in there. You know, that's true. Uh, Mix American has invited us to host a panel, so we will be uh, actually the party user here today. We have Mr. Woo! David Cornelli right joining us uh, at Mix American, yes, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'm excited for that. We'll be showing. I think that's launching on the 12th of December, so keep an eye out for that on MixAmerican.com and check out at MexAmerican as well. And of course, we'll be posting things on at My Primo's Podcast. And I'm sure you guys are following at Anthro for the homies. Again, just like David yeah. said it, there's nothing to do it but to do it. <laughs>